Hey, you are listening to Decisions Change Everything. I am your host, Kimberly Mathis, and this is episode 29. So if you don't remember, I have like such a huge crush on Mark Rebier. Look him up on YouTube if you do not know who this is or look him up on Instagram. He's hilarious. I have such a crush on him because one, he does amazing music and it's all improvised, which is just insane to me. And two, I love people who laugh at themselves. I think people who are able to just like be goofy and silly and not take themselves too seriously and have a good time. Like those are some of my favorite people on the face of the earth. Perhaps I'm probably one of them. And so I like seeing other people who are like me because sometimes it seems like I'm a bit of an oddball, but that is a story for another day. Okay. The other thing I want you to know, the reason why I even brought him up in the first place is because if you weren't aware, I have been playing around with making new music, new intro, outro music for every single podcast episode instead of having the same one every time. I think it's fun. It's what I do when I sit down to record one of these episodes. I first decide like, what is my mood and what kind of music do I want to have today? And so that is what you had today. You had the nice like vibes and the guitar. Yeah, I'm quite pleased with how it turned out. So Anyway, on to today's episode. What are we going to be talking about? It's going to be a little personal, and that is because I want you to know that I am out here doing the work with y'all, okay? So if you follow me on socials, if you've listened to any other episodes, probably somewhere you have seen that I am dating, okay? And it's a crazy world out there, you guys, crazy world on the apps. But anyway, so I'm dating and I have started dating someone exclusively. Side note, one of the things I really like about this person is the fact that they have that same personality type, like the one I was just mentioning, like can just have a good time and laugh at themselves. Ugh, it is the best. Okay. So attractive. Anyway, so things are going well. We are dating exclusively. Um, We've gone on a trip together. We spend a lot of time with each other. Like, it's just good, okay? And it's nice to feel all of that again, right? It's nice to be in that early relationship energy, new relationship energy, where you're catching feelings and things are exciting and things are new and things are so romantic. Okay, I'm loving it. And I had an experience over the weekend where my entire weekend, like my system, my nervous system was on high alert. I was anxious. I was having a lot of anxiety because there was something that happened between us, like in conversation, something that happened and who boy did it activate my nervous system. Now, if you know anything about attachment styles, that has been a really popular thing as of late um, the last few years, you know, in therapy, on Instagram, on TikTok, there's lots of people talking about attachment styles. And I'm not going to go into all of them, but I would identify, I would say like when I'm not secure, 
when I'm not in a state where I have a secure attachment style, I definitely move toward the anxious end of the spectrum. So my system goes right into thinking that there is disconnection, that I'm going to be rejected, that someone dislikes me, that the relationship might end, okay? And I noticed that all of this was happening and part of me, the first probably response I had to it was like, just annoyance, honestly. Like, this shit again? This shit again? I have done so much work on this. And here's what I want you to know. Even though I have done a lot of work on that, by that meaning I've done a lot to recognize that that is what's happening, what it looks like, what it feels like within me, right? So that I can distant, like create a little bit of some distance between myself and what I'm experiencing and maybe choose to respond to it differently. I've done a lot of work on that. And even so, the same stuff was getting triggered. And I found myself almost like stuck. So it was like quicksand. I found myself so stuck in it that no matter how much I tried to just like ignore it or tell myself like, oh, we know what that is. It's fine. You know, it's just all it is. I was still responding to it as though it were true, as though it were a true alert. So I want to take you through the process of what I did over the weekend to try to alleviate some of this, to try to get myself out of this state and back into a place that felt, honestly, felt like I had more control over how I was responding. I felt just very reactionary. So one of the first things that I did was I looked up a tapping video. It's EFT. It stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. Um, I am lucky enough that one of my bestest coaching friends, Jess Johnson, you can go find her on Instagram, Jess Johnson Coaching. Um, she is an EFT practitioner who combines that work with coaching and she has done some videos. I think you can also find her on Vimeo. Um, she's done videos tapping and it's just a way to try to calm your nervous system. So I looked up one of her videos. I tapped through it. That was helpful. And because I did that first, I think that is why I was then able to grab a notebook and do a little self-coaching. So here is what my self-coaching really consists of. One of the first things that I do is I write down the thoughts that I notice I'm having. So they were thoughts about like, they don't like who I am. Like I've somehow ruined this. Um, it was thoughts about my worth, my value, my attractiveness, all those things. It's like the worst inner critic. Okay. But that is what was there. So I just wrote them down. I got them down on paper and then I wrote down the feelings that I noticed I was having because of those thoughts. So some of them were anxious, distracted, hypervigilant, preoccupied, eager, or like probably a better word was like desperate, worried. Okay. So I'm noticing the thoughts that I'm having. I'm noticing the feelings. Then I also wanted to write down so that I could see it clearly. I wanted to write down the actions, the behaviors that I was noticing myself doing 
when I was having these types of thoughts and feeling all these feelings. So in that like anxious attachment state, right? My anxiety is just like through the roof. I'm noticing that because of the thoughts that I'm having and the feelings that I'm having, I'm doing things like I check my phone often. It's like with me all the time. Did I get a message? Like, did they respond to whatever? I noticed myself thinking about what I was going to do based on whatever behavior they might have, right? So it's like a tit for tat kind of a thing. I was questioning their feelings, not even to them, but to myself, just questioning those feelings. I was evaluating every, like analyzing every text, every call, any perceived lack of communication. Like I was over analyzing the shit out of everything. Do you know how exhausting that is and how annoying? Like I'm a life coach, you guys, I'm a life coach and I'm still doing this shit. So annoying. I noticed myself like it was just on my mind all the time. I was having trouble doing other work. I was having trouble like doing something else without being distracted by this, going over this in my mind. Um, I was replaying conversations, actions, like almost like my brain was looking for clues, right? And prior conversations or experiences. I was bringing it up a lot with them. Like, hey, something feels off. Something feels, are you you sure? Is everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. I was definitely not engaging with this sense of like ease and laughter and fun as I had been. It was suddenly all like very serious. Okay. And then once I had kind of looked at all of those behaviors, the other thing that I did was to look at the results that I'm probably creating because I'm having those thoughts and those feelings and all those behaviors. So when I'm worried about them being different or distant, what was I doing? I was creating a sense of like me being different, me being more distant, like kind of withholding, right? Until I could figure out what was going on. I noticed that another result I was creating was that I did not like who I was right then. Here I was worried about someone else liking me, right? I didn't even like who I was being right now. Like, ugh, it just did not feel good. I also noticed that I was telling myself, I was behaving and acting as though like the relationship was already ruined, right? Like I was behaving as though that that was a fact and that was the case. And I was like problem solving that problem, which I didn't even have confirmed. I didn't have confirmation that it was a problem, but yet I was treating it that way. And I also noticed another result I was creating that I, I was not feeling attractive or desirable in that state. Like I just wasn't feeling that way when I was a ball of anxiety, when I was behaving the way that I was. So this, it's called the kind of process I went through right now. I just took you through with the thoughts and the feelings and the actions and results. That is called the model. It is a 
life coaching tool that was created by a life coach named Brooke Castillo. It's a very simplified version. And I, I do it a little loosey goosey, honestly, but I love it because it's just so simple. It's such a quick and easy way to just write down and see very clearly. What am I thinking? What are the feelings that I'm having with those thoughts? How am I acting when I'm kind of in that place, have that internal experience going on? And then what kind of results is that actually getting me? Those thoughts and feelings and behaviors. So that was just good to see, right? I already kind of knew that, but to see it on paper, that's what I love about writing it down, to see it on paper, just kind of confirmed it, right? It was like, oh, yes, okay, so yes, I see this, I do not like it, I need to do something about it. The next thing that I did on my little piece of paper, once I could see all of this, I just asked myself, like, when I'm in this anxious state, right, I'm thinking my my brain and my body are kind of going into this state because there's a perceived worst case scenario right there's some like awful possibility something that might happen that we really 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 want to avoid so i asked myself what the worst case scenario was that i was wanting to avoid I actually go through a much more detailed process of this. If you go back and listen to episode 11, I talk about why it can be so helpful to plan for the worst case scenario. It's often where our brain does not want to go. But if you take your brain there, it actually can make the situation seem much less dire. You can actually reduce your anxiety by planning for the worst case scenario. So go back and listen to episode 11 if you want to learn more about that. So I asked myself... What is the worst case scenario? Okay, worst case scenario is this person who I have really liked, right? And with which things seem to have been going really well and I'm like liking what's happening and I'm liking all the feelings. My worst case scenario would be that they change their mind and suddenly they're like, mm, actually, no. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. This is the end. Like, we're not going to hang out anymore. We're going to not talk anymore, right? Rejection. That was my worst case scenario was rejection. So then I asked myself, okay, and if that happened, Kimberly, if that happened, what would you do? How would you handle it? And I just made a quick list. I wrote down that I would grieve, maybe, that I would go back to what I was doing, right? Maybe I'm going out to meet people. Maybe I am on the apps again. Okay, that's not like the best idea in the world. I don't love that idea, but you know, I could do what I was doing. Um, I might feel embarrassed, right? I might have to have conversations with friends or with family or whoever, where I'm like, actually, this thing that I was really excited about, like, it, it is not going anywhere. Okay, so I might feel embarrassed. That's what I would do. I would reach out to friends, right? I would find ways to support myself, and I would move on. It's not going to be pleasant right? It might be painful. It might be, like I said, embarrassing. And I would get through it. So being able to see that, being able to notice like, oh, this is what I'm really worried about. This is what I don't want to happen. But if it did, here's how I would navigate through that. Here's how I would get from one side to the other. That instantly took a load off, right? Because it's like, oh, I really, I still want to avoid it. Like, it's not something that I want to have happen that I think would be like, I feel totally fine about. But I also know I would be okay. 
that was a wonderful moment for me when trying to soothe myself and comfort myself with this anxiety. Just being able to see, like, okay, this is what I'm avoiding, and I would be okay. That was very helpful. And then here is the part I really want to make sure I tell you about because this felt like the best shift of all. And I think that there's probably places in your life, whether you're dating or in a relationship or having relationship troubles, maybe it's something completely different, a completely different area of life where you notice yourself having some anxiety, feeling worried, right? Feeling stressed about how things are going to go or how it will end up. I think what I came to next, what I noticed next is going to be really helpful for you. Now, I wish I could tell you how this, these next thoughts like this thinking that I did, I wish I could tell you how it came to me. I honestly don't know. Okay. I was just sitting there and I had this moment of recognizing that if I am wanting to be in a relationship, if I'm wanting to date, if I'm wanting to meet someone new, if I'm wanting to put myself back out there, right? And ultimately, I do want a loving, supportive relationship, right? I'm going to have to start at the beginning with someone. That's just how it goes. And there is no guarantee when you do that, there is never a guarantee that you won't be rejected. There is never a guarantee that something doesn't change and what you hoped was going to happen doesn't happen. There's never going to be a guarantee that your worst case scenario does not actually come about and you have to move through that. You have to navigate through that. And so recognizing that, I also then recognized that if I'm going to move forward with this thing that I want, if I'm going to put myself in these situations, then that means I am also saying that I am willing to experience some shit. That's just the best way to say it. I am willing to experience shitty feelings. I am willing to go through shitty situations because if I weren't willing to do that, if I'm not willing to do that, I'm either not going to put myself In the situations, I'm not going to move forward toward the things that I want or while moving forward with the things that I want, I'm going to get so activated at times like I did over the weekend that instead of being who I ultimately want to be in those situations, I'm just going to be reactive and I'm going to be making all of my decisions based on this like fear of what might happen rather than making my decisions based on my values, based on what feels like it is an integrity for me, based on truth, my honesty, right? About what I need and want in the moment, what I'm willing or not willing to do. So seeing, having this moment of recognition of clarity that, oh, I actually am willing to experience those things. It was freeing, honestly. It was freeing. So I just started writing down, what are the things that I am willing to experience? 
And this is the list that I came up with. I am willing to be hurt. I am willing to be rejected. I am willing to experience pain and disappointment. I am willing to not get what I hoped for. I am willing to be misunderstood. I am willing to be judged. I am willing to be disliked. There is an inherent risk anytime we do something that puts our heart on the line, that requires us to do something that maybe we haven't done before, that moves us out of our comfort zone, and especially that puts us into some sort of relationship with people outside of ourselves because we don't control other people. So there's an inherent risk to all of it. And if you don't recognize the fact that there's almost like a contractual agreement that there is a risk of rejection, of mis being misunderstood, of being hurt, of being disappointed, of being embarrassed. If you don't understand that those things are almost inherent to any growth, to any relationship, to any development of a re relationship, to any goal that you work toward, then you are going to find yourself in these situations where you are maybe acting like a crazy person, right? Making decisions that maybe aren't the best for you, that aren't like rooted in your intuition, that are graspy, that are urgent, because you will be just responding to the fear of those things happening as though they can't, right? And they're not what you signed up for and they're not what you wanted. You'll be acting out of that fear rather than acting as the person you want to be. Be acting out of fear instead of acting out of this sense, this self-assuredness that no matter what happens, even if it was awful and painful, that you will be okay. So that is what I want you to think about is where in your life are you trying to avoid something that you perceive as being so bad you couldn't handle it? Right? Where in your life are you making decisions out of fear of what might happen? Because in your mind, you it's not that you're even unwilling to experience those things. It's almost like you can't. You believe you can't. Like it would be so devastating to fail. It would be so devastating to be embarrassed. It would be so devastating to be vulnerable and open and be rejected. This came up in a client session that I did earlier in the week. And so I, I want to give you this example because this can show up all over the place. I'm talking about it for me with anxious attachment and dating and relationships, but this really shows up all over the place. It has showed up for me in my business. It showed up with parenting, right? So when I was working with a client earlier this week, she was talking through how she really wanted to figure out what to do about a particular situation with her daughter, her teenager, because she felt like if she didn't do it correctly, if she didn't figure out the best way to handle it, then the likely response was that her daughter was going to be mad at her. 
And I love when clients say that because this is where like coaching questions can be so helpful. I just asked her and if she is mad at you, why would that be so bad? Like, why would that be the worst thing? What would be so uncomfortable, unbearable about her being mad at you? And she got really quiet for a moment. And she said, you know, as I think about it, it reminds me of my own mother being mad at me. It reminds me a lot about how I grew up and what I felt when she was mad at me. And she said, it didn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe. To have someone be mad at you, be mad at me, it doesn't feel safe. And this was such a wonderful moment of clarity for her. Because we were able to talk through, we were able to just notice, like, oh, that sense of, like, if someone is mad, I'm not safe, that is the work. That is the work for her. That is a place where she can have some growth and evolution, and she can completely change that. The work for her, right, to notice that what she wants to avoid is someone being mad at her because that means that she is not safe, it doesn't feel safe. The work is for her to learn how to create her own sense of safety, how to strengthen a sense of safety within herself when someone is mad, to learn that she can experience someone being mad at her and she still is safe, that those things can be true at the same time. And again, as we talked through this, she was able to see that when she is operating, when she's like reacting to that fear, right, of someone being mad, she's not making decisions about what to do in that scenario based on the kind of parent she wants to be, based on their family values and rules, based on what she thinks is best for the long-term well-being of her child, right, of her own values. She's trying to make decisions in that situation about the best way to avoid this thing that she thinks she can't handle. So it was like shining a flashlight on like, oh, you think that this is what you're trying to figure out. And yeah, maybe there are some logistical things to figure out, right? You still are a parent. You're in a household. There are things that need to happen. There's something that needs to change with your kid. But it was like shining a flashlight on what the real work is. Because if she were okay with her daughter being mad, she's then freed up to really look at how she wants to handle that situation. So it's a kind of short episode today, but that's where I want to leave you. I just want you to look at wherever in your life you feel like you have been struggling, where you have a lot of fear, right? Where you know you are trying to figure out the best way to avoid X, Y, or Z happening. And it's causing maybe a lot of anxiety, maybe a lot of stress, maybe a lot of ruminating over this thing. Let's just look at what are you trying to avoid? And if you really want the outcome, if you really want things to go well, if you really want the goal, if you really want the change, right? If there's something that you want to achieve and do for yourself, then inherently, what is it that you are going to have to be willing to risk? What are you going to have to be willing to experience 
as shitty as it may be, in order to do the things you need to do to move in that direction, in order to be the person, the version of you, who can actually do the thing. And also, I'm a big fan of writing stuff down. So when I say writing stuff down, yes, I like to handwrite. And there is like research that shows things just get wired in differently. We remember things differently. We experience things differently when we actually handwrite things out. But that little list of like what I was willing to experience, I actually wrote that on my computer. I look at it a lot. I've looked at it every day for the last few days just to remind myself. But I just want you to notice what happens within you when you write it down and see it. See it as like a statement. I am willing to be rejected. Just notice what that shifts within you. Might still feel scary, but what I noticed is that it felt very doable. It felt scary but not like something that was going to hold me back. It felt scary, but not like something that was going to hinder me from showing up in this situation, in this relationship, as the version of myself I want to be. Now, if you want to have some support in doing this, if you want someone to help you look at your brain in a different way, to kind of get you out of your own thought patterns. This is what I do. This is what I'm trained to do. It's the work I love to do because it changes your self-concept. It changes how you navigate the same annoying things that come up for you that always have, but now you can respond to them differently. So reach out to me. You can get in touch at my website, www.kimberlymathis.com. You can also find me on Instagram at the Kimberly Mathis. And on both of those places, there will be a link for you to schedule a consult call. It's a free 60 minute call. It's not a sales pitch. It's like a buyer's decision call, right? You get information. You get to talk to me about what's going on. You get to listen to my thoughts about it and how we might work together. And then you get to decide if it's a good fit or not. So again, I'd love to work with you. Reach out if you want to always give feedback and definitely Leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Leave a review, follow, subscribe, and keep listening. Keep joining me here every week. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one.